Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Coffee Break Spanish. Travel Diaries, Season 2, Episode 2. Hola y bienvenidos a Coffee Break Spanish. Yo soy Mark. Y yo soy Marina. ¿Cómo estás, Marina? Muy bien. ¿Cómo estás tú, Mark? Muy bien. Pero, ¿sabes? Estoy pensando que con la música de Coffee Break Spanish, para este viaje a Perú necesitamos ponerle, no sé, una zampoña o un charango, ¿no? Ah, pues sí, sería una idea estupenda, sonaría genial. Bueno, zampoña o zampoña es a, a set of panpipes and charango is a, a small guitar traditionally made from the shell of an armadillo, but now obviously that's not allowed, so you make them out of other things uh, normally would. But these are very typical instruments of Peru, of the Andean region. However, we are not talking about music today, we are talking about travel, as Ainoa, Luisa and Esteban travel through Peru initially in the Travel Diaries and then they'll be going on to other countries too in later episodes. ¿A dónde van hoy, Marina? Pues hoy van a llegar a la ciudad de Cuzco. Cuzco. Pues entonces nosotros estamos diciendo Cuzco, pero claro, en acento de Perú se diría Cusco. Cusco. Entonces C-U-Z-C-O or C-U-Z-C-O, depending on where you're from. And of course, there are differences in uh, languages where in English we say Z and in the, the US uh, it tends to be pronounced as Z. So we have differences in pronunciation with Cuzco in Spain and uh, Cusco in most of Latin America. Let's get on with the episode. We'll listen to the text as usual and then have a chat about the language and some of the, the traditions and the things mentioned in this text. ¿Estás lista? Estoy preparada. Entonces, vamos a por ello. El viaje a Cuzco fue tedioso y como había muchas cosas que queríamos hacer, nos lo tomamos con calma. El primer día en la ciudad empezamos por la Plaza de Armas, el centro de la vida social. Allí vimos la fuente con el Inca, los jardines y la Catedral de Cuzco, que fue construida entre los siglos XVI y XVII con piedras traídas de Sacsayhuaman. A Luisa le hacía especial ilusión ir a ver la famosa piedra de doce ángulos y la de fotografías que hizo. 
Como queríamos terminar en el barrio de San Blas y se acercaba la hora de la comida, nos desviamos hacia el mercado de San Pedro. Por el camino, Luisa continuó haciendo fotos. Estaba encantada con la arquitectura de Perú. Alucinó cuando supo que el mercado había sido construido por el autor de la Torre Eiffel. Esteban parecía más emocionado por la comida. Allí hicimos un tour gastronómico. Nos fuimos a dormir contentos y con la tripa llena. Pues muy interesante, sobre todo el hecho de que el mercado eh, en Cuzco eh, fue construido por el autor de la Torre Eiffel. Sí, la verdad es que es un dato muy curioso. Pues vamos a saber un poco más sobre Cuzco. We'll go back through the text and uh, if there are tricky things, we'll talk about them and give you further examples of some of the phrases, some of the expressions used by Ainoa in this episode. So, Marina, can you take each sentence one by one and we'll talk about that. Claro, vamos allá. El viaje a Cuzco fue tedioso y como había muchas cosas que queríamos hacer, nos lo tomamos con calma. Okay, so... Ainoa describes the journey to Cuzco as tedioso, literally tedious. So I think it was quite a hard journey. It took them quite a while to get there. Mm -hmm. Se les hizo un poco pesado, también diríamos. Mm -hmm. Se les hizo un poco pesado. So they experienced it as a little bit boring as well. Y como había muchas cosas que queríamos hacer, and since there were lots of things that we wanted to do or that we were wanting to do, nos lo tomamos con calma. Now, this is great because we've got a really interesting verb construction here. It's tomárselo con calma. So we've got a reflexive pronoun in there with the se, but we've also got the lo. So we took it to ourselves with calm, literally. Not a very good translation, obviously, but we, we took it easy. Would we say something like that? That's it, yes. It's like saying take it easy when you don't want to like worry a lot about something. You can take it easy. Te lo tomas con calma. Okay, so te lo tomas con calma. So we've got the verb that's conjugated, so tomas, and the nos becomes te because it's to you. Lo remains the same. Te lo tomas con calma. Take uh, you, you, you take it easy. Um, let, let's talk about this a little further. If I say... I am taking it easy. I'm going to change that reflexive pronoun to me. And of course, the tomar would become the, the yo form of tomar. So, me lo tomo con calma. Eso es. Si, por ejemplo, estás muy preocupado por algo, alguien te dice, no te preocupes. Y dices, vale, me lo tomo con calma. Me lo tomo con calma. Okay, and you also said, te lo tomas con calma. You take it easy. But how would we make that into an imperative form, the command form? Take it easy. Tómatelo con calma. Perfecto. Pues entonces, nos lo tomamos con calma con este episodio, creo. Let's take this whole thing quite easy. We'll continue on with the next sentence. El primer día en la ciudad empezamos por la Plaza de Armas, el centro de la vida social. Okay, so el primer día en la ciudad, the first day in the city, empezamos por 
la plaza de armas. Now, in English, we would say, we started with the plaza de armas. Plaza de armas is a, there's a plaza de armas in many cities and many towns. Um, but here we're saying, empezamos por. Marina, could we say, empezamos con? Mm, no, it doesn't sound very natural. Always when you start doing something, for example, if we are going to start, imagine, cleaning the house, we are going to start in the in the kitchen or with the kitchen, we would say, empezamos por la cocina. Perfecto. Empezamos por la cocina. So the Plaza de Armas, the, it would literally be the, the fortress or the stronghold, but it's really the word that's used in many Latin American cities for the main square, la Plaza de Armas. So we started with the Plaza de Armas, el centro de la vida social, the center of the social life, of, of life in, in the, the town. Allí vimos la fuente con el Inca, los jardines y la Catedral de Cuzco, que fue construida entre los siglos XVI y XVII con piedras traídas de Sacsayhuaman. Okay, quite a tongue twister there at the end. The, 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 it's like a Quechua word. We'll come back to that in a moment. So allí vimos la fuente con el Inca. So la fuente con el Inca is a fountain in the center of the, the Plaza de Armas um, with an Inca warrior standing on top of a fountain. Los jardines are the gardens y la catedral de Cuzco. Um, and that's the cathedral of Cuzco. And then we get some more information about that. Can you read that part again, please? Mm -hmm que fue construida entre los siglos XVI y XVII, con piedras traídas de Sacsayhuaman. Ok, so, que fue construida, which was built entre los siglos XVI y XVII, between the 16th and 17th centuries, con piedras traídas, with stones taken from or brought from Saksaiwaman, Saksaiwaman. Uh, Marina, do you know anything about Saksaiwaman? Yes, I can tell you that this is not a Spanish word. This comes from the Quechua. So Quechua is a, a, an indigenous language in Peru and other parts of, of South America. Mm -hmm. And this word is made up of two different words. Saksai, that in Spanish means lleno. O satisfecho, and waman, mm -hmm. which means halcón. So everything together in Spanish would mean halcón satisfecho. Okay, so satisfecho, satisfied, that makes sense. But halcón, I think it may help if you give us the spelling of that word. Mm -hmm. H-A-L-C-O-N muy bien. H-A-L-C-O-N. Now, when we're trying to work out what words mean, sometimes it's possible to replace an H in Spanish with an F in English because of the way in which the language is developed. So if we were to place, replace that H with an F, then we would get a falcon. So this is a falcon or a hawk, un halcón. Now, that works also. I'm thinking of the, the Spanish verb uh, hablar, to speak. And if we change that H in hablar, we get something like fablar to an F, and that's where we get the Portuguese falar, 
to speak in Portuguese. So H's and F's are related in the way the languages work. So that's why it's sometimes possible to change one word for another or one letter for another and to help you guess the meaning. So this is a satisfied falcon or a satisfied hawk, um, which is the Saksaiwaman. So it's really an interesting name. Es un nombre muy curioso para una fortaleza ceremonial. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, well, maybe someday we'll do a, a, a coffee break quechua or something like that. <laughs> Let's continue on. A Luisa le hacía especial ilusión ir a ver la famosa piedra de doce ángulos. Okay, now we've got a really good expression here. Hacer ilusión a alguien. And we're saying a Luisa le hacía especial ilusión. So, to Luisa, to her... It did special illusion, if we translated it literally. But let's think about what that means. Luisa was particularly excited to go. Ir a ver la famosa piedra de doce ángulos. She was really excited to go and see the famous stone of twelve corners. So a twelve-cornered stone. Marina, again, you'll need to help us with this. ¿Qué es la famosa piedra de doce ángulos? Es un bloque de piedra de la cultura inca. Mm -hmm. Y está, está ubicado en un palacio que se encuentra en el centro de la ciudad, en una, en una de las calles principales. Ok, so this is part of the Inca culture. It's found in a, in a palace in the center of town. And it's basically a block of stone with 12 angles, with 12 corners. Yes, it's that. And, and the palace where it's found is very popular and famous because of its architecture. That is characteristic of the Inca style. Mm -hmm. Muy bien. Okay. So, uh, Luisa was very excited about going to see this. Can we look again at Le Hacía Especial Ilusión? Can you give us some other examples of Hacer Ilusión a Alguien? Claro que sí. Por ejemplo, me hizo mucha ilusión recibir tu regalo. Okay. So, to me, it made much illusion. I was really excited. Recibir tu regalo. To receive your present, your gift. Now, what's interesting here is that there's no additional word in there. There's no preposition. It's just me hizo ilusión recibir tu regalo. So it's followed immediately by an infinitive. What about um, I was really delighted to see you? Me hizo mucha ilusión verte. So again, following it straight with an infinitive. And two examples, they're using a preterite in the past, but equally we could say, I am really delighted to see you. Me hace mucha ilusión verte. So we can change the tense of hacer in this. Now, there's something that happens that is a little bit different and maybe a little more complicated. If we were to say something like, for example, let me think, um, I am really excited that you're coming to my party. Me hace mucha ilusión que vengas a mi cumpleaños o a mi fiesta. Okay, so you heard what Marina did there. Que vengas. So vengas, you may be familiar with this. It is a uh, subjunctive form. So we're saying here, I am really delighted. I'm passing judgment on the fact that you are coming to my party. So that's when we need a subjunctive. So that's a little more complicated. Don't worry about that. Uh, you don't need to focus on this if you're not at that stage yet with your Spanish learning. Um, but if you are, there's a little example there with a subjunctive. So, a Luisa le hacía especial ilusión ir a ver la famosa piedra de doce ángulos. 
Luisa was particularly excited to go and see the famous Stone of Twelve Corners. Y la de fotografías que hizo. Now, this is a fantastic expression. Y la de fotografías que hizo. And, oh my goodness me, she took so many photos. Literally. And the of photographs which she made. Which, again, sounds really silly. But this la de fotografías que hizo... It's a really useful expression because we can use it in lots of situations. Marina, can you give me some examples of this? Sí. Por ejemplo, mmm, fui a un concierto y la de gente que había. So I went to a concert and, wow, there were so many people there. Um, and the people that were there, something like that. Perhaps another example? Mi madre ha ido a comprar... Y la de cosas que ha traído. Okay, so my mother uh, went shopping and uh, the, the number of things she brought back. She brought so many things back. There are different ways of saying this, of course, in, in different parts of the English-speaking world. But this one works throughout the Spanish-speaking world uh, and it is a great expression. We're going to pause there for just a moment. We'll be back in, in, in just a moment to listen to the second half of the text. But for now, muchas gracias. We wanted to let you know that there's a premium version of the Travel Diaries course and this includes a set of lesson notes where you'll be able to read the text from each of the diaries and work through the vocabulary and any explanations that we've provided. There's also a video version of the text where we've left space for you to repeat the words and phrases used giving you an opportunity to practice your speaking and your pronunciation. For more information about this, head to coffeebreakacademy.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
Pues estamos de vuelta y hoy estamos en Cuzco, la ciudad, pues una ciudad muy importante en Perú. And we're following the journey of Ainhoa, Esteban and Luisa. Luisa, who is currently absolutely going crazy, taking lots of photos everywhere she goes. Marina, can we continue on with our text, please? Sí, vamos a continuar. Como queríamos terminar en el barrio de San Blas y se acercaba la hora de la comida, nos desviamos hacia el mercado de San Pedro. Ok, so, como queríamos terminar en el barrio de San Blas, because or as we wanted to end up en el barrio de San Blas, in the, the area of San Blas, y como, is still based on this, y se acercaba la hora de la comida, and since the hour of eating, the hour of lunch, was getting closer, so that's acercarse, to approach or to get closer, nos desviamos hacia el mercado de San Pedro. So we uh, diverted towards the San Pedro market. Mm-hmm. Now, nos desviamos, that's desviarse, uh, to divert oneself. Uh, we've got to be a little bit careful if we're translating divert uh, from uh, English into Spanish, Marina, don't we? Yes, because we have a very similar word, a false friend, that is divertirse or diversión. That could be confusing. Okay, because if we see diversion on the on, on a road sign in, in, in the UK, we know that we're going to have to change our route. Um, but you told me that when you saw diversión on the road sign in, in the UK for the first time. Yeah, it was like fun time and I was, oh great, we are having fun the, in the street. <laughs> Despite the, the diversion. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so they had to, to divert towards the, well, they chose to divert towards the, the San Pedro market. Um, let's continue. Por el camino, Luisa continuó haciendo fotos. Estaba encantada con la arquitectura de Perú. So, por el camino, along the way, we've seen por many times, and por is this idea of along. Obviously, one translation of it is for, but it doesn't always mean for. So, por el camino, along the way, Luisa continuó haciendo fotos. She continued literally making photos, taking photos. And this is interesting because we've got continuar, then the gerund form after that. So, haciendo. So, to say, to continue doing something, continuar. Haciendo algo. For example, continuó comiendo. Continuamos cantando. We continued singing or, or whatever it is. Estaba encantada con la arquitectura de Perú. So she was absolutely enchanted with the Peruvian architecture. Alucinó cuando supo que el mercado había sido construido por el autor de la Torre Eiffel. So we mentioned this earlier, alucinó, we're talking about Luisa here, alucinó, this is uh, it's a great word, uh, it's, this literally means hallucinate, but it doesn't have this idea of to, to be hallucinating, certainly not in this context, but it's like she was gobsmacked, she was absolutely blown away, cuando supo, we'll come back to that, when she knew, or when she found out, que el mercado había sido construido, that the market had been built por el autor, de la Torre Eiffel, by the author, literally, of the Eiffel Tower. So, Gustave Eiffel, who built the Eiffel Tower, also built 
the uh, the market in Cusco. And here I can tell you a very common popular expression with the verb alucinar that makes no sense probably, but we say <laughs> alucino pepinillos. Alucino pepinillos? Yeah. <laughs> can you explain this for us? Yeah, the translation is uh, I hallucinate gherkins or pickles, but it like makes no sense. I, I think it's a way of exaggerating a lot and you're hallucinating so much that you're hallucinating pickles. <laughs> okay, so in what context, in what situation would you say that, Marina? So imagine that you have a friend and she comes and tells you something that you cannot believe and you can say, alucino pepinillos. I love it. Alucino pepinillos. I will try to use that <laughs> at some point in the next week. That's my challenge and I think our listeners should take that challenge too. Okay, alucino pepinillos. Right, let's come back to supo because we've got the, ver the verb saber in the preterite tense here. And I think this is really interesting because we know that saber means to know. But when it's used in the preterite tense, it has a slightly different meaning. Here it said, or, or the, the, the text said, alucinó cuando supo que el mercado había sido construido por el autor de la Torre Eiffel. So she was gobsmacked, she was blown away when she not knew, but perhaps found out when she discovered. So when saber is used in the preterite, it takes on this additional meaning of to discover something or to find out something. I'm thinking of another word that's very similar. Marina, can you guess what I'm thinking about? Conocer. That is exactly the word I'm thinking of because when we have conocer in the preterite, it takes on the meaning of to get to know or to meet or to meet someone for the first time. So we have two verbs in Spanish to know, saber and conocer. And both of them have this slightly different meaning in the preterite tense. But the crucial thing there that, that we said is for the first time. So when you know someone for the first time, you get to know them, you meet them. When you know something for the first time, you discover it. Marina, can you give us some examples? Yeah, let's see. Uh, conocí a mi marido en 2001. Okay, so I met my husband, or I knew for the first time my husband in 2001. Conocí a mi marido en 2001. Let's have an example with uh, saber again in the preterite. Cuando supe que vendrías, me hizo mucha ilusión. Ah, fantastic. We're getting hacer ilusión as well in here. So, uh, cuando supe que vendrías, when I knew for the first time, or when I discovered, when I found out, that you would be coming, que vendrías, me hizo ilusión, o mucha ilusión. I can't remember what you said, but I was mucha, really delighted. Mucha ilusión. Mucha ilusión. <laughs> so I was really excited to hear that you were coming. But it's this idea of saber and conocer in the preterite tense when they, they, they take on a different meaning because it means for the first time, when I found out, when I got to know, and so on. So let's come back to our text. Luisa was so excited to find out, or she was so gobsmacked to find out, that the market had been constructed by the author or by the creator of the, the Eiffel Tower. And one thing a little bit interesting or curious about this name, Torre Eiffel, is that in Spanish we normally don't say 
Torre Eiffel. We make it when we speak, we make it just one word and say Torre Eiffel. Ah, that is good to know. I did not know that. So, a la Torre Eiffel. Yeah, we would say Torre Eiffel without the E. Torre Eiffel. Ah, tor Torre Eiffel. Torre Eiffel. Okay, I will know that for the future when I'm talking about the Eiffel Tower in Spanish. Excellent. Let's continue on because Esteban perhaps wasn't as interested in the architecture. Esteban parecía más emocionado por la comida. Allí hicimos un tour gastronómico. So, Esteban seemed to be more excited by the food. Parecía más emocionado por la comida. And there they did a, a gastronomic tour. Allí hicimos un tour gastronómico. Okay, let's finish off the text. Nos fuimos a dormir contentos y con la tripa llena. Okay, nos fuimos a dormir. We went to bed contentos, happy, y con la tripa llena, with a full tummy. So tripa, tripa is a word that means estómago, but it's, it's slightly different, isn't it? Yeah, it's normally what kids would say if imagine that you say, eh, me duele la tripa. So it's like a nice way to say tummy. Okay, so tummy, belly, something like that. So I've got a sore tummy, I've got a sore belly, me, me duele la tripa. But here we're talking about con la tripa llena, with a full tummy, with a full belly. That's a great way to go to sleep, right? Absolutely, you will sleep all the better, I'm sure, for it. Muy bien, pues entonces vamos a reescuchar el texto ahora. El viaje a Cuzco fue tedioso y como había muchas cosas que queríamos hacer, nos lo tomamos con calma. El primer día en la ciudad empezamos por la Plaza de Armas, el centro de la vida social. Allí vimos la fuente con el Inca, los jardines y la Catedral de Cuzco, que fue construida entre los siglos XVI y XVII con piedras traídas de Sacsayhuaman. A Luisa le hacía especial ilusión ir a ver la famosa piedra de doce ángulos y la de fotografías que hizo. Como queríamos terminar en el barrio de San Blas y se acercaba la hora de la comida, nos desviamos hacia el mercado de San Pedro. Por el camino, Luisa continuó haciendo fotos. Estaba encantada con la arquitectura de Perú. Alucinó cuando supo que el mercado había sido construido por el autor de la Torre Eiffel. Esteban parecía más emocionado por la comida. Allí hicimos un tour gastronómico. Nos fuimos a dormir contentos y con la tripa llena. Pues ya está. Uh, that's it for this episode. Now, if you would like to get more out of the Coffee Break Spanish Travel Diaries, you can, of course, head to the Coffee Break Academy, where we provide a full course, including lesson notes with further examples, and also uh, a video version, which will help you practice your pronunciation as you read along with Ainoa. And uh, you can find out all about that at coffeebreakacademy.com. And don't forget that you can follow the Travel Diaries on Instagram, too. Each week we're posting photos of the amazing places visited by Ainoa, Luisa and Stevan 
on the Coffee Break Languages Instagram account. Perhaps you've been to some of these places too. Let us know. Search for Coffee Break Languages on Instagram and we look forward to your comments. Now, as we were researching this episode and looking at the, the Piedra de Doce Angulos, we saw lots of photos online of people posing with that particular stone. So if you have a photo of yourself posing with the Piedra de Doce Angulos, we'd love to see it. You can post that on Facebook. We'd love to see it or just tag us on, on Instagram. Um, that would be fantastic. Yeah. That's it for this episode. Thank you, Marina. Muchas gracias, como siempre. Muchas gracias a ti. Es un placer. Y estaremos de vuelta la próxima vez. ¿A dónde irán la próxima vez? Pues la próxima vez van a ir un poquito al norte de Cuzco, al templo del que ya hemos hablado, Saxayuamán. Saxayuamán, perfecto. Pues entonces, hasta muy pronto. You have been listening to a Coffee Break Languages production for the Radiolingua Network. Copyright 2021 Radiolingua Limited. Recording copyright 2021 Radiolingua Limited. All rights reserved. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustoleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.